You're listening to 88.9 FM, KUCI Irvine. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of KUCI or the University of California, Irvine. Good afternoon. This is Carrie Rhodes. I'm your host of the Parenting Hour here on KUCI 88.9 FM. Uh, really great show there with the host before me, Ash Kumara with Entrepreneur Nation. You can tune into him here every Thursday at 5 p.m. And uh, great stuff on business. He always puts it a good a good show together on a lot of information with business topics and then I follow that show up here with the parenting hour and we talk about all things um, that relate to families education health um, and issues in our communities and today I'm going to be joined by Julie Ann and she is from Project Cuddle and she's going to talk to us about the mission at Project Cuddle and her story and how she's there so thank you so much for joining me Julianne. thank you Carrie I really appreciate uh, you having me yeah, well, I am really just pleased to ongoing, just be connected to Project Cuddle and the work that you're doing. I think it's so amazing. And uh, anytime I can really put a spotlight on the work that you're doing to support mothers and making healthy choices for their babies, I love to do it. So Thank for, you. Yeah, and for those the people that don't know what Project Cuddle is, maybe you can just explain the organization, your mission and vision. We are a nonprofit organization, and uh, what we do is we run a 24-hour hotline for women who are in crisis pregnancies. They can call us and reach out to us, um, you know, when they're having challenges. It could be domestic mm-hmm. violence, it could be um, homelessness, mm-hmm. drug addiction. Um, maybe they need help from their, you know, to tell their parents that mm-hmm. they're pregnant, uh, they're scared, and they just need some help. And we're here to help them with whatever their needs are. Uh, that's that's so wonderful to have an organization like this. I. I went over the numbers online. I just wanted to get some statistical data, and I know you've uh-huh. brought that for us today, too. But I read that the numbers last year, I think and it's across the U.S., not just here in California, but something like 3,300 babies were um, legally and safely um, relinquished last year. So uh-huh. either at churches or fire departments or hospitals. Um, but then... The alternative number is about half that number, about 1,400 babies are illegally basically, um, you know, given up um, yeah. and, and they're abandoned. And so I know the, the mission is to help moms and make those healthy choices for their babies and get them support. But obviously we want to see these abandoned baby numbers drop. Oh, and, exactly. And so what is what does your research show here, maybe nationwide or across California? What does this problem look like here? Nationwide, uh, approximately 57 babies, children are abandoned on a daily basis. Mm. So that comes to about 20,000 uh, children wow. per year. Wow, that's a big number. It's so, a big number. So then yeah, my numbers is. are really from Orange County, then this mm-hmm. 3,300 number uh, across California. And <clears throat> so has your reach grown outside of, of California now? What, where, where I guess, are you serving people the most? We are serving, Southern California is where we're serving most women okay. uh, that need our help. However, we are a nationwide organization and we have helped um, women that need our help is in Canada as well. So we have saved up to 800 babies now. Oh, that's so amazing. So amazing. So you have been with Project Cuddle a while now. Five and a half years. Yeah, and you just tirelessly work, as does everyone at your organization. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if 
you could share your story and why you're there and doing the work that you do. I'll try to make it quick. No, you're okay. We have time and people love okay. sharing and hearing your story. Um, when I was, I had just turned 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a relationship and found myself pregnant mm. and was didn't know what to do, didn't know how I was going to talk to my parents about it. I was really scared. I didn't, you know, and and um, things kind of fell into place um, to where I was in a better place. Um, my mom, I had decided that I wanted to give my child up for adoption. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went to go live far away from my family, mm. um, had my son and gave him up for adoption. And then I went back to high school. Mm-hmm. So, but I was... You know, I would really, I was lucky to have the, those things in my path. Yeah. And not all people have those things in their path. And yeah. sometimes they're so scared they can't see those things in their path. Yeah. Well, when What's you're in a crisis situation, them? you can't think as well, right? right. And it's So it's so much survival and so much thinking, you know, all these stresses, like how am I going to get through and what? Mm-hmm. And so maybe you're not aware of all these resources. And so. Right. Or how to find them. How to you find know, I them. I was 16 years old. I was in high school. I didn't right. know which way to turn. So anyway, um, and then I moved out here I from Nebraska. And um, while I was out here, I was watching on the news that a baby had died and it was abandoned and it had died mm-hmm. in a trash can and it and <sighs> i knew there was other ways um for other options mm-hmm. for that mother yeah. she was scared yeah. and um so i started looking into myself and i started looking outside of myself trying to figure out what can i do yeah. what is it that i can do to make this change so people understand that there's help out there mm-hmm. and um so i was driving down the 405 freeway uh-huh. and i saw somebody had a bumper sticker on their car and this is about the same week that i had heard about this baby had died mm. and um the bumper sticker said don't abandon your baby oh. so i decided to call it mm-hmm. i wrote it down called it and it was project cuddle it was a number oh. for project cuddle and that's how i got involved and that was about 2004 wow that's amazing. So, well, and and I think that, you know, probably this experience that you had, and, mm-hmm. and although it really worked out well, like you said, you know, you had those things in your path to make right. healthy choices for you and to overcome that. And for so many women, they don't. And the fact that um, you were able to grow, and then all of a sudden, all these things lined up. Like here's this, you know, TV it's like message. the stars yeah, aligned. It's like, right? Yeah, and then here mm-hmm. you are doing this transformational work, and I think it's yeah. so. I appreciate you sharing that story Thank because you so much. it's it's a vulnerable place to be to tell people, and I think for the same reason you were afraid to tell your story, women are worried about being judged, and they need support. Absolutely, absolutely, and we are we're an organization. We don't judge you. Right. I mean, you know, we've seen so many different situations and and we've been able to help people in in, you know, incest situations, mm. domestic violence. We've been able to help them and they can they can walk away from the situation with their head held high. Yeah. You know, either they we, we've helped them keep their baby mm-hmm. or we've helped them give it to a new family. Yeah. And sometimes that's that's the best choice, mm-hmm. you know. And this baby is going to be loved and taken care of. And this um, young, often very young girl, can go on and reclaim parts of her life and and feel like she made these okay decisions because exactly. you know we can't judge anybody's steps and mm-hmm. where they arrive in their lives. So, right. um, talk to me then about you know. 
Project Cuddle has been around for a while. Maybe uh-huh. kind of talk to me about the history of how it was formed and um, share with our audience where where you're going and the challenges the organization's having and how we can support growth. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Debbie Magnuson uh, founded the organization about 21, 22 years ago mm. out of her living room. Wow. And she, too, had heard a story about a baby had been aban- had been abandoned, mm-hmm. and she asked the same question: "What can I do?" Yeah. And she, at that time, she was in foster care, mm. and she just just it just came to mind, and she knew it was going to be great, and great things were going to come out of it, and wow. that's how it started. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah, I just think uh, it's amazing. I think when we we ask the questions in life, you know, what matters. And how can I make a difference? I think great things always come from those two questions. And so mm-hmm. the work that, that you're doing there is amazing. Where can people go to learn more about that? And um, maybe share the information if there's a young woman listening right now um, that needs support. We do have um, the hotline number mm-hmm. um, that can be found on our website. Our website is projectcuddle.org. Mm-hmm. And um, we're ready. There's people waiting on the hotline for their call they need our help and we can they may think we can't help them with whatever situation that they are in but we always do we always manage to figure it out okay so the website is projectcuddle.org and Correct. go ahead and, and and just tell the listening audience that number uh that number if you know it off the top of your head but uh if not they can yeah. go on the website and again go to projectcuddle.org and you can find all of the information there and and are your phone staff 24 hours a day? What does that staffing look like on the phone if the girl were to call in the middle of the night and really just was in a crisis situation? It's, it goes, we have hotline operators that are there 24-7, seven days a week, whether they're sleeping at 3 o'clock in the morning, they're there waiting for the phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes right to their cell phone, mm-hmm. wherever they're at. That's amazing. Talk to me about what the mission is and how you're hoping to grow Project Cuddle in, in, the, in the next few years. Well, we've actually kind of expanded our mission a little bit. Um, okay. We're focusing more on um, having some programs, uh, which would include um, housing, mm-hmm. um, help with addiction, whether mm. it be alcohol or drug addiction. Um, we also have um, a prenatal and pregnancy education that we're trying to focus a little bit more on. So kind of expanding things a little bit so that we can help um, you know, receive more grants and mm. apply for more grants in different areas, as well as help more people. Okay, what are the um, what are the main needs of the organization right now? If anybody were to call in and they wanted to support and learn more about your mission, what would you tell them that you would need support with? It would be volunteers and funds. Okay, volunteers and yeah. funds and the volunteerism. What does that look like for a role for someone that said, "I really want to volunteer here"? What can I do? What would you say? It would be a number of things. Um, it could be someone who helps us directly with our moms mm-hmm. that needs some counseling, somebody to talk to um, mm-hmm. at any given point um, take them to doctor's appointments um, get them set up on social services whether it be WIC or Mm -hmm. um, EBT cards whatever that might be Um, take them out for a cup of coffee Mm, sometimes they just need somebody that's with that is not within their circle Mm 
mm-hmm. to talk to um, in regards to getting some ideas on what they should do. Um, it could be somebody that helps us in the office. Mm-hmm. It can be somebody that um, goes out into the community and shares the cause and what we do and, and collects donations like for our event that we have coming up, by the way, mm-hmm. the Dinner by the Bay. Right. You know, that's another way that people can help. Right. And uh, for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Parenting Hour. I'm Carrie Rhodes, your host uh, here on KUCI 88.9 FM. And again, I'm on every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. I follow up the uh, Ash Coomer Show, Entrepreneur Nation. He's on at 5. And so uh, a really great talk radio hour. Um, you can all find things business through his show. And on my show, I focus on issues about parenting and uh, education and health and family. And today, I am really fortunate to have the pleasure of being joined by Julianne from Project Cuddle. And again, for everybody just tuning in, maybe you could just give a brief recap of what Project Cuddle does, and then we'll kind of move on and talk about okay. some other topics. We are a nonprofit organization that helps women in crisis. We have a 24-hour hotline that they can reach out to us. We can help them in uh, many different situations, whether it be domestic violence, um, they need help telling mom and dad that they're pregnant, um, they may need a new family, they may know that they want to give their baby up for adoption, and we can help them with that as well. So there's just many different aspects that we can help them. Right, and so for those of you listening, uh, Julianne was able to talk about all the ways in which you can volunteer. So if this is a topic that's near and dear to your heart and you want to support moms and really the health um, of babies and in supporting healthy decisions for babies, you can get involved in their project and find many volunteer opportunities by going to projectcuddle.org and uh, looking there and finding ways to get involved. And I want to mention they have an upcoming event Um, Project Cuddle is celebrating their 21st birthday and so they're doing an annual fundraiser which is the Dinner by the Bay and it's a Monte Carlo night and that is going to be on Saturday, February 18th at the Hilton Long Beach Hotel and that's at 701 West Ocean Boulevard in Long Beach and so uh, it's a really great night it's cocktails and silent auction and gaming and dinner and dancing and really the, the benefits go to a great cause so if you're interested in that you can go to cuddle17.gesture.com and you can find out more details about that event and and being involved to support Project Cuddle. So I want to come back to you and talk about this expanded mission you Mm -hmm. have and you talked about uh, education for moms. Are you fleshing out some of those projects uh, as far as education is concerned and what do they look like? Well, we're helping them with um, understanding safe surrender laws. We're helping them um, help understanding, you know, what it's going to take for them to be a parent. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of them may not understand, um, you know, the parameters and what's Mm going to be taking place. And are they ready for that? Um, I think the more education and the more information that they have, the better the educated decision that they can make. Yeah, and I agree with that so much, which I I think education is so powerful for many things, from puberty education to birthing education to parenting Mm -hmm. education. It really is the glue that helps families thrive because it gives them the information they need to make healthy choices. Absolutely. So um, for these educational programs, um, 
are they going to be done, you know, on site at Project Cuddle? Do you go out to these young women's homes or how do they access the education? Well, um, it is new, new to the program. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the conversations will take place on over the phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay, with the operators great. as well as with the um, coordinator, which is Jessica Whitman. Okay, great. So um, she's the uh, case manager. So she makes sure that everything is going well with our moms. Mm. So. What is the follow-up care? So if a if a woman decides to, to keep her baby and you mm-hmm. support her through that process versus um, helping find adoption, what are the two different follow-up processes that Project Cuddle has? Obviously, they don't just get the young girl through the pregnancy or through the adoption. I imagine there's a lot of follow-up yeah, care for girls is. listening. And actually, we've expanded that as well. Oh, um, we used to um, basically keep track of the moms and, mm-hmm. and the babies for about 90 days. Mm-hmm. But now we're, we're finding that it's necessary for us to extend that up to mm-hmm. a year. Mm. So there's a lot of changes and a lot of things that go on, especially if that new mom is keeping the baby. There's a lot of things that go on in that year. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're going on to a new family, we may help the new family with, you know, kind of get acclimated too, be, especially if that baby is, is born drug addicted. Mm. There can be some education and some information that we can share that helps them in that process because it is a different it mm-hmm. is a different process. Things yeah. have to be handled a little bit differently when the baby is born addicted. Right. And and obviously all this upfront care can negate some of these addictive things that happen to the brain in the mm-hmm. fetal development. Mm-hmm. And so the better the resources, that, that brain plasticity and helping heal that baby move forward to be a thriving, you know, uh, child. Yeah. 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 And so that that's fantastic to hear that you're expanding those programs. Uh, my next question then is, what does it look like then um, for for young girls? Is there is there a larger percentage that keep the baby? Is there a larger percentage that that move on to adoptive services? What does that look like in the organization? I would say um, I would say about two thirds of our moms go ahead and keep their babies, hmm, okay. and about a third of the moms go ahead and give them up for adoption. Um, you know, and there's a lot of counseling that's involved in that as well because mm-hmm. that decision when a mom makes that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to the baby, that can be possibly one of the bigger decisions that they'll make in their lifetime. Yeah, you know, it's well, and and I'm, you know, the more I think about this, you know, we have all these these safe surrender laws, and uh-huh. maybe help our listening audience understand what those laws are, because maybe there's a young girl listening right now that's that's in this story mm-hmm. and needs to understand what that law looks like. Okay, well, um, I think one of the key things we need to remember is or keep in mind is that law can be different um, from one state to another right um so it's important for them to understand exactly what needs to be done and the steps that need to be taken and if i if i might interject too that mm -hmm. i think that um when i was researching this law and understanding it the um the relinquished dates are different per state i mean they can be as little as three days up to 60 days or 90 days or even a year Uh yeah Yeah. Yeah. So what does that look like in California? I believe it's 72 hours. Okay. And um, the case manager, Jessica, Mm -hmm. um, is the one that kind of basically she instructs the mothers on what they need to do if that's what they have proposed to do. Let's Mm -hmm. say she's calling from Nevada. Then Jessica will find out exactly what she needs to follow and what her guidelines are Mm -hmm. to make sure that she follows through on those steps Mm -hmm. so that she doesn't have any ramifications afterwards right and what does that look like if we were to 
trace the steps. So a young woman comes in and decides within the 72-hour time period Mm -hmm. that she would like to relinquish the baby and, you know, take it to a hospital or a fire department. What then are the next steps that are in place with the safe haven law and how are babies protected? Okay. Well, I'm not specifically educated because I work in the office. Right. um, Mm -hmm. So I don't quote me yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would hate to tell somebody incorrectly but i believe it's within 72 hours in the state Mm -hmm. of california Mm -hmm. you would go into the hospital right and you would let them know that you would like to safely surrender your child Mm -hmm. and there's no shame there's no they don't and just for so girls listening know there are no legal things that would happen to you so you can do this safely in that 72 hour time period come in uh, there's not going to be legal ramifications to shame and Mm -hmm. then the hospital and the staff are going to make sure your baby's taken care of exactly that it that the baby's healthy and that the baby is going to be moving on to a new home okay that's good to know. So let's let's bring this back to Project Cuddle. Again, those that are tuning in here to the end of the half an hour part of the program, uh, I'm Carrie Rhodes, your host of the Parenting Hour here on KUCI 88.9 FM, and I've been joined with Julianne by Project Cuddle, and we're talking about the amazing work that they do supporting moms in crisis and helping to make healthy decisions for their babies um, during these crisis pregnancies. And... Uh, again, we, we mentioned that they have an upcoming event, the Monte Carlo Night, which is in celebration of their 21st anniversary, and that's going to be held on Saturday, February 18th at the Hilton Long Beach Hotel, and uh, all those proceeds will go to Project Cuddles. So if you're interested in a night of uh, auctions and gaming and fun and dinner and dancing, please go to their website to, to learn more, and that is cuddle17.gesture.com. And so let's talk a bit, uh, a little bit about um, this expanded mission here again mm-hmm. at the end. And I know that you've brought in more staff and more support. Uh, are you hoping to reach a certain amount more babies this year? I mean, um, what are the overall like kind of growth goals for mm-hmm. the organization? Mm-hmm. Well, um, we definitely want to uh, save more babies and mm-hmm. help more women. Um, the hotline is 24 hours, okay, uh, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So um, that's always available. Um, you know, we just like to enhance and make things better for these babies. Mm-hmm. You know, and give them, you know, give them good homes and give them the steps they need to be successful. Yeah. What? Just so the audience has an idea of what this problem looks like in California, mm-hmm. are there any statistics that you can share, or things that you want people to know what this really looks like in mm-hmm. Southern California? Well, um, you shared the statistics about um, the Orange County, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you said about 1,500, Yeah, I believe. I think it was 1,500 were unsafely just relinquished and then about 3,300 was the year total that were safely surrendered Mm -hmm. and I guess you know when I'm thinking about those numbers I think what do you think in working with women and interviewing so many women Mm -hmm. what is it that women need to move past to safely make that choice what are the what are the key struggles that you're hearing over and over again that keep them from coming in or what are their concerns it's I think it's the education mm-hmm. they're not getting the information okay we need more volunteers and we need more people to share our cause mm. so those that don't know about our cause are hearing about it okay. and those 1500 people that women who a bit you know didn't safely surrender their babies or yeah. abandon them we want those are the women we're trying to reach those are the ones that need us Mm -hmm. and unfortunately just the small organization that we are yeah we can't reach them by ourselves right 
So that's where the community comes in. Right. And that's where the show comes in because hopefully we're, we're building a, mm-hmm. a, a message and an and awareness of this organization. And that's what I keep coming back to is, gosh, if people just knew mm-hmm. this law existed. And I would imagine many women don't even know this law existed. So if mm-hmm. they know the law exists and they and they feel comfortable that um, maybe they just want to keep their baby and they're so scared and they don't mm-hmm. know what to do and they don't have this medical or familial support that if they knew your organization existed, right. they might be right. able to even make these steps to keep, you know, mom and baby together right. in a healthy right. way, too. Well, that and possi- the possibility of having a new family. Yeah. You know, if, if yeah. you are, there may be people there, out there, women out there that are scared to do the safe surrender. Yes. Because they don't want to lose that connection. They mm-hmm. love the baby so much, yeah. you know, and, and we know as mothers yeah. that that happens way before that baby arrives. It does. You know, you have that love and that, that wanting to nurture. And with Project Cuddle being involved, involved yeah. it can be a possibility, possibility that the baby goes to the new family and the mom is actually involved with that. Yeah, we have families that are open. The adoptions are open. They mm-hmm. go to birthday parties. They go to family events. They mm-hmm. go to dance recitals. That's amazing. They are part of that child's life, mm-hmm. even though they're not the permanent family. Right. And so, are and you it's wonderful. That's, are you finding that's more of a trend now that people are were they're moving <coughs> toward these these open familial states, and mm-hmm. is that happening more often? Well, I see that quite a, it it is happening, and I, and because I have the experience from when I gave my son up for adoption mm-hmm. in '86, mm-hmm. an open adoption was completely different right. than what it is today. Right. You know, right. so my adopt my adoption was strictly. Here, here's some pictures every six months for the first 18 months of his life. Mm-hmm. You can write him letters, mm-hmm. but if you, you know, you don't hear back, you, yeah, you know, and here it's com- nowadays it can be, you can be part of that child's life mm-hmm. that's if that's amazing. what you choose. Right. That's amazing. So we're about to the end of our time here. And so what are your closing thoughts? Anything that we haven't covered about Project Cuddle and what you want to share with our audience? Well, um, if you're wondering um, how we can help, just give us a call. Um, So I'm reaching out to all those women who might be pregnant and scared. Even if you need to talk for 15 minutes, that's what the, we're there for. Um, if you'd like to help, please contact us through our website. Um, our office number is 714-432-9681. I'm in the office four days a week, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. Um, and volunteer. Help those in your community. Mm-hmm. Help these women make the better choices for their baby. Well, that's I really appreciate that. And again, those of you that tune in here at the at the end of the show, I've been joined by Julianne from Project Cuddle, and they're just doing amazing work to support moms and babies. And please get involved. Uh, this is uh, all women need support. It takes a village, and those in crisis need even more help, and they need this education. And a lot of them are young moms that just need someone to turn to and the right information to make healthy choices. So again, visit projectcuddle.org. And if you're interested 
and this uh, fun Monte Carlo night they have coming up in uh, celebrating their 21st birthday uh, and you really want to uh, help out with that you can go to cuddle17.gesture.com so we're at the end of our time Julianne and I'm so glad you're able to join me today so thank you so much for your tremendous work thank you for the invitation we really appreciate it yeah well again anytime I can put a spotlight on your organization and what you're doing and help uh, build this awareness and this education I'm happy to do so so thank you so much thank you